Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Well, hello, everybody. No, this is not the infamous Chad Prather that you hear (laughs) opening the show. Uh, Again, this is Heath Oaks. I'm here with producer Zach and our special guest of the day, Robert Halbert. Say hi, Robert. Hi, Robert. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Chad is out, um, you know, enjoying Italy. He texted me the other night some pictures from Portofino on how much he loves it. He was in the Monte Carlo Casino yesterday and stuff, and he's just out having a good old time. So we brought in a good friend of mine, Robert Halbert, to to be our co-host on the show of Second Shot today. Yes. For all the new people, just know what we do is take a headline, and we don't get into the specifics really on that headline, but what we more importantly do is really talk about the applications that we get for it for your business and personal life. We're going to do the show like normal, except for in the third episode, we'll get more to detail of who Robert is and why he's on here. But, uh, you know, Robert and I have known each other forever. We grew up together. He, he was older. He was my brother's age, and they used to pick on me whenever I was. <laughs> we love that. When I, when I was a kid, and, and it took a while, and, I, and Robert was a, the young, flashy star in, oh, yeah? in the car business and ran big dealerships. And then I got him finally to come to the insurance business where he took the insurance world by storm and led the country three years in a row and a little bitty east texas lindale robert, mineola i gotta be honest i'm definitely gonna have questions for you in the third segment but for all of our listeners who may be concerned i think i think chad prather will be back next episode right yes yes, yes. not that we don't love you robert hey i don't blame you <laughs> You are I the mean, pinch hitter my it. friend yeah get it. chad yeah. probably wouldn't have picked me have we all had done an interview before this so. <laughs> i'm sure he well. would have oh no you'd have been great cool. we, we got our first headline today robert this one is uh Want to make more baskets, question mark. Science has the answer. You want to throw more accurately, throw softer. So it's really talking around sports and talking about throwing. And it says, uh, new study, Yale and Harvard, of course, Robert, this is the really smart people that we don't know I'm anything done. about. Yale and Harvard. Okay. Uh, findings might interest quarterbacks, dunking booth participants. <laughs> dunking booth participants. Dunking That's funny. Booth. That's what Yale and Harvard <laughs> are working on for dunking <laughs> booth participants. Um Anyone wanting to wad up a piece of paper and throw it to a wastebasket? You're missing a lot. Uh, if you're missing a lot, try throwing it a little slower. So this was published a week or so ago in the Royal Society of Open Science. Dynamics, projectile, and all these things about throwing things and a little bit solid advice for athletes who throw things to know that the trade-off on throwing fast or being more accurate is really what the story got into. So, you know, Robert, talking about kind of business or, or personal aspects of it you know kind of i think that's one of the biggest things to get on this headline throwing fast is there a trade-off on going fast or being more accurate or where and how do you know some people you know that whole debate in business how much uh, oh i want to see this full out business plan on everything or how many times do you just go for it where how do you know that line i don't you know, I personally believe that when you're when you're looking at a situation and you're talking about throwing faster, hard, or being more accurate, you know, really and truthfully, it depends on where you're at. I mean, I think when you first get started, anything you do, you just got to throw it and see where it's going to land. And yeah. then, and, you know, from there, you know, really kind of digging into seeing the details of maybe we shouldn't have thrown as hard this way. Maybe we should have thrown harder this way or whatever. So well, I, agree to, I agree and disagree with some of it, for mm. sure. So it's more about finding out where you are in your spot. Now, here's something, you know, Robert is like the sales guru. Like, yeah. he's one of the best salespeople you'll ever see. When he comes to selling, 
This guy, I mean, you just wait. When you see his wife, you'll know how good of a salesperson oh, wow. he is. I can't disagree with that. He's just like me. You know, yeah. I'm married up like a champ. And But Robert is a phenomenal salesperson. Tell me, talk a little bit about this one, Robert, because we talk about it a lot in sales, that you can be the best salesperson. You can be the most defined, best. You have the most closes. You're doing it perfectly. But if you talk to three people a week... Or if the person who really don't know sales that we, but they, they make 100 prospecting calls versus three prospecting calls, who's going to sell more? The guy making the 100 calls. So when we talk 100%. about throwing faster or being more accurate. you got to be accurate. Yeah. we got to be faster in certain areas and accurate and, and maybe more, what would you say, more finesse in other areas, in my opinion, and in, in, in a lot of things that we do. So what, what would be any times that you've seen in some of the stories that you've dealt with in, in salespeople and people building businesses that – you have anything that relates to somebody that you know or, or an instance that yourself maybe you have sat there and done things slower been more accurate versus just doing it and where those um instances you know what coming when robert started in the insurance business hmm. again robert was the guy that was my older brother's friend and them they were all their age yeah I'll try to get him the insurance business for years. He was a general manager of several dealerships, did very well for himself, and at a young age. And finally, over the years, I always stopped by the dealership and hit him up about coming to insurance. He never would. And yeah. finally, um, you know, job situation changed with him and got him to come on board. And, and when Robert came on board, he basically, you know, I was in Dallas with the agency, and he goes, you know what, Heath, you just going to Dallas? I'm going to got this. We're going we're gonna to do this, right? <laughs> That's the epitome of what you're talking about, yeah. this whole you know, story. Yeah, sure. exactly. So tell them what, 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 how that went through with you. Because well, I, I mean, think this is a perfect explanation of this. Sure. Mm. I, you know, so we got the office open. you got to remember, I, look at, I looked at Heath a lot at that point, more like, thank God someone's giving me an opportunity more yeah, than, sure. you know, a partnership that we've developed over the last seven years. But at that point, it was like, hey, hey kid, move out of the way. I'm going to show you how we do this. Yeah. And within about... Uh, that was September of 2010. By November 1st, 2010, I was in bad shape. Flat broke. I mean, the worst shape you could have possibly been in. Mm. And the good news was is we went out and just slung it out there to see what would happen. But then you, – you, In other words, you were not throwing slowly and accurate. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. And then, you know, I called Heath, and I was like – I had to kind of eat crow. And it, I was a pretty proud person at this point in my life. I thought I had to be, you know – smarter than he he was at that point i guess is the best way to put it and i called him and said hey man i don't mean to be ugly but you need to come on back down to lindale and spend about a day with me i don't care how you talk to me you can dog cuss me make fun of me or whatever but you got to come show me how to do this because i obviously don't know what i'm doing wow and so that's kind of a good a good a good point of view from from that story yeah you know, well and the thing ways. was when i come down i didn't want to slow him down because mm -hmm. they were running full speed ahead they were taking everything on as right. possible um but it's kind of that, you know, if the the old lumberjack that takes time to sharpen his axe. If he would have – I was just hoping – I knew he was a hard-headed guy that, like I was, that he needed to figure it out on his own hmm. and wait until he asked me for advice, yeah. which by letting him run into those, again, he his ego didn't get in the way. You know, his, his being successful was more important than his ego yeah. to say, all right, I need help, and then from then on, three years in a row for a, a Fortune 500 company, they were the number one office in the entire country. But that goes back to that. Now, you know, I don't think we trade anything about that, would you? I mean, I think that even starting off with being more accurate, I think I that in that case it was perfect to go full yeah, speed. I think, I think there's a progression that everybody has to take, even in any kind of role at all, leadership, assistant manager, employee, whatever it is, that starts with 
A, being self-aware that maybe you're not as smart as you think you are, and, and then B, put are you willing to put in the work and the effort to get you to that next level? And then C, whether you got to throw hard, fast, or accurate, you know, you do something. Those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just well, sling that sucker out there and see what happens. When, <laughs> and I think you need to know the point that you're at. If you're a person that is in middle management and you're wanting to become better at that, and you already got things rolling, you got your team going, but y'all aren't quite where you want to be. You may be in a spot where it's time to go, okay, how can I slow this down for a minute? Right. And let me think about where I can be more precise. Mm -hmm. But if you're the person sitting there going, I want to start this car washing business, you need to just go start the dead gum business. You can be more accurate down the road. Right. I always tell salespeople, I would rather, here's the thing, don't worry about being a good salesperson. The hardest thing to realize is law of large numbers. Go talk to as many people as possible. And if you do that, you'll close more deals. Don't try to be the best salesperson and right. then... Because then it's really hard to get the accurate numbers up. Get numbers, do law of large numbers, and then become better and hone your craft as you go. Like I said, it's a progression. Know where you are. But I think that was a great segment, guys. We're going to uh, be uh, going into a little break here, and then we're going to be coming back for the second segment of Second Shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. Welcome back to the second segment of Second Shot. Chad is not lying. That is not the easiest thing in the world to do. Second segment of Second Shot. You did great. Yeah, Chad, great. Chad, I think you may be replaced, buddy. You make it sound easy, let me tell you. Back in the studio here with our special guest, Robert Halbert, as um, as Chad's out today, and uh, producer Zach over here trying to man it all because Kristen is still out after she's had her beautiful little baby boy. So. We, are, we are a skeleton crew today. Oh, yes, we are. We are, ro <laughs> we are rolling on it. And Robert's over here looking at me like I'm crazy for asking him to come on. No, oh. I, you know, not I kind of, kind of, really kind of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach, here's funny. You know, we talk about my mobile office. Yeah. Robert's got him one, too, with his driver. You do not. Absolutely. Do you really? Yeah. Seriously? It's identical. See, we both have black ones. They're exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, anybody who wants to be an aspiring salesman, take it from these guys. Maybe mobile office is the way to go. <laughs> hey, has it, is it not smart with your time? Look, it's you can't tell what it is. Yeah. I wouldn't own one because right. I'm not that kind of person. Sure. Um, but the... Just oh, well, he was hating on me time. at first. Oh, yeah. When he, he's like, we're going to get these mobile offices. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're... So, oh, man. You got to quit this office. crap. I mean, it's... But now... Well, it is so cool. Oh, it's, it's... We bought time. I mean, I know it's hard to believe that, but no, yeah. buying time, being able to do things, you know, that, A, honestly, I'll be... 100% honest with anyone, I wouldn't have done it at the house. I would have just tried to catch up at the end of the week. Right. You know? I'm Which he never did. Yeah, so being able to get <laughs> Getting Robert to reply to an email yeah. took an act of Congress no. before this mobile. No, Robert is Look. the epitome of a sales guy yeah. and not the replying to email guy. Really? So it's I mean, he's got everything from Monroe, Louisiana, Wichita Falls. So <laughs> I have to be a little better at that now. I'm not the greatest yet. but So, Robert, you, you got us a headline on, on yeah. this next one. Why don't you yes. read this one to us? Yeah, so I've picked this headline just simply – it was weird because I saw it when I was looking. I said, football player who befriended boy eating alone at school is headed to the NFL. 
So I was like, oh, I remember uh, back in the fall, I think it was when Florida State played Clemson. They had the college game day there at, uh, I, I guess, game, Tallahassee, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, this this guy showed the, you know, kind of like Rudolph, Travis. Yeah, Travis Rudolph. Travis Rudolph. He, he and about four or five other players went to a local junior high there in Tallahassee, went in and, you know, did their little rah-rah session with all the kids, and they went to the cafeteria to eat lunch or whatever. And I may not be 100% accurate on this, but I feel like I'm pretty close. Mm. He walks in the cafeteria. There's a young man sitting by himself eating. He sets down with this young man and develops a, a pretty cool relationship. Uh, finds out the kid has autism, um, and no one probably sets with him a lot at school. Yeah. Being at that age group, we all know how, you know how kids are. You'll learn that more with well, this whole and, pregnancy and thing. And if you remember, like he didn't know, he didn't think anything about it. He just ate lunch with him. Right. And the mom, when the kid came home, he was in a different mood than ever before because he talked about how the man sat with him. The mom posted on Facebook. Yeah, so somebody took a picture, not him. Somebody, one of the parents took a picture and sent it to his mom. And then she put this really cool little message about, you know, how how great that was for her son to be able to be a part of that. Within within a month, I think he took him, you know, took him to a game, brought him to a game. And then the story got really interesting because I was like, this is cool. He had him there for, you know, while he was getting signed or getting, you know, going through his draft party because he declared for the draft in, in January. And then there was a lot of scrutiny of why you know why did he declare for the draft then and you know and come he to went find undrafted out, yeah and then you know the way i looked at it was is if you read about his parents they were stand-up people you know so they i feel like they let him just kind of make his own decision and they felt like they trusted him enough to empower him to make that decision yeah um and then you look back at the you know about two days before the draft this is where it really kind of was like i don't know if i want to talk about this or not uh mr rudolph's dad got killed in an accidental shooting Oh, man. while working one evening wow. and so it was like this all this stuff's going on in this young man's life and he you didn't know, get drafted but get he drafted. got signed as an undrafted free agent by right. the giants and so i looked at it kind of like you know when you when you stop and think about it that's where he was in his mind don't cast a stone from your glass house you may everybody you know like all the all the sports writers because all the sports writers said that he, he shouldn't, shouldn't enter this there. year but they don't know where his mind's at they don't know where he's at you know and, and that's up to him to prove them wrong you yeah. know I can promise you a lot of times in, in business or any any decision you make with your kids and your families around, they're always going to tell you what they should have done or shouldn't have done, but they're not walking a mile in your shoes, you mm-hmm. know. And obviously, from what I've read, just from the stories about this young man, Mr. Rudolph, you know, he's he seems like he's got his head on his shoulders. He doesn't, you know, one of the best kids they said they have off the field, no off the field issues, and you know, it just. Well, and what what's I respect inter- the decision? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, well, here's what's interesting to me is that you know, you got to go sometimes with your own gut. Right. If it's time to go for it, you go for it. Exactly. Don't let anybody else, you know, all these people would say, oh, we told him not to, and look, he didn't get drafted. But he got signed by the New York Dra- Giants as an undrafted free agent. My book, he's at the party now, baby. Absolutely. Now it's up to his talent. I mean, so whether or not they want to talk about him making a bad decision, I think he made a great decision. Why? He signed with an NFL team. Not a lot of people get that shot. Now it's his chance. Now he has the opportunity to do it, right. to go for it. Now it's up to him to make the progress there for them to see that he's worth keeping. So he may not have got drafted, but he's still at the party. Absolutely. And it's his, you know, he's got to pick the ball up and run with it at this point. But well, and think about all the things leading up to it. How I many he could have laid, he right. could, you know, look, look, you're going into it. Everybody's telling you not to. And then what happens? Yep. Uh, I mean, your dad dies and then you don't get drafted. I mean, the world, you could be, you could have a big pity party for yourself, Absolutely. couldn't you? Absolutely. Have you ever wanted to have a pity party for yourself? All the time. All the time. <laughs> Not really. Time. I mean, you know, so I, I don't know. I've gotten uh, – Well, know, back I, whenever you made your switch from one career to another, whenever right. you were a guy – you had a lot of pride to eat back then. Yeah. You oh, were, a young, you were the young kid who did good. You're making a couple hundred thousand a year. Boom, that stops overnight. Eight, nine years into sure. it in that career. And you got to start all over from scratch where it's people tough. calling at you for bills paid because – 
you ain't making no money with it right and starting a new career right you could have laid down and had a pity party absolutely we i mean there was times i probably did and there was times that i had people around me that would pick me up off the ground and say get going and you know keep moving forward and that's all this young man at this point I feel can do is just keep moving forward. The only he knows what he's capable of. I mean, if you really stop and think of everything that goes on around, you know, us, what, what we do every day, you know, whatever we want to be possible is possible. You well, know? tell the listeners maybe something that if they're in that deal where, you know, a, a, an event that this Mr. Rudolph is in where everybody said not do it, it obviously he didn't get drafted, his dad's died, mm-hmm. um, but he still got signed now, okay? Um, but I guarantee you if he'd have been laying down and giving up on it, the Giants wouldn't have signed him, right? Walking. If you got somebody that's out there right now that they just feel like they've been hit over and over with something, what what do you what, do you got anything for them to, to keep going, for them to keep moving to it? I mean, anything you know personally that you can I mean, help them? Yeah, I, I always say think back to when you started that journey, whatever journey you're on, you know, where you're at in that journey and, and basically, you know, retool your vision for a few minutes and make sure that's still the journey you want to be on because if it's if it's truly your vision and your focus is to get to that that end spot whatever it is whether it's getting you know to that opportunity to play in the nfl or getting that great promotion or whatever the case may be you know if you're focused and that's where your passion is you're going to get there you just got to take the butt whooping that goes with it well what about this robert and we haven't rehearsed this at all so if you if if you called me and you were uh you know you missed sales goal right let's just say you missed sales goal and you're you're calling me going, you know, well, this person missed this case and all this, da 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 What would my reply be to you? What did you do wrong? What did you not do? What did you not do to handle it? And, 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 and being and then, self-aware and then, of and what? yourself. It, it, you only control what you can control, It's man. your yeah. fault. Absolutely, 100%. My, all, everything I'll tell you, asking my people, and they call me with anything, I always say, it's all your fault. Now, knowing it's all your fault, what could you have done differently? And now the only reason you take that is because you know I take the same responsibility, sure. correct? If I was somebody that didn't, right. and it's, I just wanted you to expect culture. it, yeah. it wouldn't happen. Sure. But I take the responsibility for things that don't happen as well. And I think that this young man has taken his responsibility. He made his decision. He went with what he wanted to go with. Absolutely. And he did it no matter what it was. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain the guy will do well because I do believe if you do right by people and you keep putting one foot in front of another, you're going to make it. You do it. the right thing, correct. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch. He's kind of got a fan even though I'm a Cowboys fan. He plays for the Giants. I hope he does well. <laughs> yep. Well, you know. He also found a kid and sat down Absolutely. with him. Absolutely. Changed his life. Changed that kid's life. Changed that kid's never kid's had anyone forever. in his life probably pay attention to him outside of his home like Kind of that. the last little thing on it is, you know what? Sometimes looking at somebody and just saying hi. Could change. Could, congratulate. Could, you know, somebody, hey, you, you got a nice smile. Sit down and have lunch with somebody by themselves to talk to them. You never know what a smile and a compliment can do for absolutely. somebody and, and change their life. So, so do that today. Go find yep. somebody. Give a compliment to them. Tell them you appreciate them. Tell them you're grateful for them. I agree completely. Well, we're going to wrap up this second segment of Second Shot going into the third segment. See you in a minute. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. Hey, everybody, it's Chad here. And if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week. And there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCM. 
All right, here we are to my favorite part of the podcast, the third <laughs> segment of Second Shot. Um, and a reminder, guys, that if you like this show, share this with your friends. Go leave us a review wherever you listen to it, iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you do. And also send us some emails for some questions on secondshotcast yeah. at gmail.com, secondshotcast at gmail.com. Um, for any kind of questions, just throw them. But today we'll do a little different since we have our, our um, special guest in here, Robert Halbert, when Chad is out in Italy cruising around having a blast. Must be nice. Yeah, I know. And hey, let me tell you, if he was at Monte Carlo Casino today, Remember? or whatever, that's an uphill walk there and back. So, really? Yeah, it's cool when you, <laughs> you get gotta, there. But you I, have to pay an entry you gotta fee be committed. to the casino. Do you, yeah, I saw a post about that on Facebook. Is that true? That's a real oh, thing? Oh, yes. It's so expensive. Oh, my well, you, We went. Yeah, we walked uphill both ways. Robert, In case yeah. you forgot, I got oh, about yeah. halfway up by uh, that. You know, I'm curious. And I you know. had to wear like a suit jacket and all really? around Monte Carlo. It's you one of the really most expensive. It's like the, it's the wealthiest. It's one of the, like, high, it's crazy. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Robert. Yeah. Okay. Tell us your story. I've been in the sales business industry, I guess you would say, since a week after I graduated high school. Um, I started selling cars. I'll give you all the short, quick version, by the way, because you don't want to hear all this. <laughs> um, at 20 years old, started basically running a dealership out in a small town. I was there for the most most part of my career. thought I'd be there forever. Um, one day, the, the ownership team walked in and said my services were no longer rendered. Um, and from there, I went home and decided I, did, I didn't want to work for somebody else anymore, I guess. Maybe. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And uh, this opportunity uh, with Colonial Life and, you know, with Heath it came along, and we took the bull by the horns and ran with it. Um, <laughs> but I brought him into the company, and I left uh, Texas four months later. <laughs> he did do that. I really appreciate that. Like but, you know, high and dry. The company, the the company built me to Florida. Character. Yeah. So um, from there, you know, I, I took a beating. I had a lot to learn. I always say that, you know, whether we all want to believe it or not, that person upstairs is not going to bless you with what you can be blessed with truly until you're able to accept and, and, and protect what those blessings are. And a lot of that goes to say with me was, you know, I was I wouldn't say I was a bad person, but I had a lot of I had a lot of character flaws I needed to really work on. And so I went through a, a, a huge journey. Hell, like a probably i'm just not patient or smart enough to write a book like mr oaks did here by the way go buy a copy of ignorance on fire if you haven't already it's a great read um but you know and and just kind of progressing through being at my ultimate low as an adult i had three kids at home i couldn't buy school clothes for there was times when heath would show up at my office and give me a hundred dollars and that's the only way my kids could eat that weekend you yeah. know and uh start to learn to listen be self-aware be very humble i'm a very quiet person around most people most of the time and i used to be an arrogant asshole a lot of times i'd say yeah be the best way to put it <laughs> Um, and then just try to get better every day at something, you know, and I don't do that every day. My wife, will, she could get on here and tell you everything that I, that I don't get better at. I can promise you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, you know, try to, I, I love to win. So it was finding a way to compete and, and have a good time doing it. So yeah. that's kind of my, and Robert's my got one of the very few role the like the only, we cre the company created a role just for Robert where yeah. he oversees and runs, um, uh, about 10 to 12 different of our district offices and and goes at it because like i said he was the number one agency in the country for three years in a row um one of the i mean i'm pretty sure it's one of the only ones to ever do that and every single year yeah on different sizes as well and how you know our company goes but you know i know him a little bit better zach what what, what kind of things kind of cross your mind here with him well you know thinking about robert there, there's something i wanted to ask you and i'll probably pose this question to heath first to give you a second to think about it but he did this brilliant question a while back he said Great way to get to know somebody, and I'm, you've probably been asked this question before. If you could sit down, and Heath, please correct me here if I'm wrong. If you could sit down and just have a chat with or have a conversation with dinner with uh, three people currently who are alive, right? Yep. 
who who would you sit down with? And, and it takes a second. You got to think about it. Well, so no, he's but, but no, he needs to go now because you got to go fast. Oh, really? You okay, don't have part of it? All right, three yeah, sure. people that yeah. are living. They're living. You, if you, there's three people you you want to meet right now, living. Who are they? Three people that I want to meet right now that they have are to living. be living that yeah. you've not met them. Um, I would have to say. Man, this is kind of jacked it's up. It's a this tough is, one. Come on, yeah. man. You're supposed to be. You got to go with it. <laughs> um, I would say one of them is Jerry Jones. I'm very intrigued by his ability to do what he's done for yeah. not only the Dallas Cowboys, but the NFL in general. Sure. Um, also, the dark side of Jerry. I'd like to get to know a little bit better, see yeah. what he's really like. Dark side. Um, yeah. I'm a huge Cowboy fan. Um, you know, living folks that I, you know, Warren Buffett is a is a neat you know i get into a lot of this investing into you know business crap that he he does a great job of keeping me out of and i think warren buffett can speak for himself in volume uh you know as as far as being the person that he is um would so he'd definitely be one of them and the third one man this that's what makes it it's not the two really it's the third <laughs> one mm-hmm. um and they have to be alive yes yes yeah, so um you know who do you want to meet who's somebody you look up to right now that you haven't met Chad yeah. Prather. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> just playing. Thought I'd throw a joke Chad. out there. Y'all try to joke around. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. Try. That's good. Um, you know, third person probably, you know, gosh, I don't mean, that, that's jacked up, man. I it's can't a tough question. Anyone. It's a curveball, um, yeah. Brett Favre, George W. Bush, and um, Simon Sinek. I mean, I could see myself wanting to sit down with Mr. Trump just for a few minutes just yep. to kind of figure out how his brain works. Honestly, He's kind of intriguing. I don't know. Yeah, pres- not President from of the United a, States isn't a bad you know, one. I'm neutral. I mean, I, but it you just know, would be interesting just, to have a yeah, conversation I, you know, with. And that's the whole point of it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I love asking that question because it's always interesting it's to, to what people yeah. really kind of come up with. Um, we, you know, here's something that I want you to kind of you know, embellish a little more on, Robert. When you talked about, you know, the journey you've been through as, as a person, you know, you kind of hit on that in your story. The kind of who you used to be to where you are. Get them a little more insight on that because, again, I, I'm thinking about listeners that we may have that may be in, in, in one of those junctures of, of understanding a journey you've made and your leadership. You're, you're going through a lot of, you know, transitions with leadership. You know, we get into a lot of good, passionate conversations of things you know and before and kind of telling some of that and some things that you had that why you made your changes. Um, you know, I would say just from a journey's perspective is just – it sounds weird to say this, but just as a better person, you know, um, you know, I try to I try to be considerate of other people. When I first started in business, I, I grew up, you know, not you know, we were pretty broke. I mean, we were we were dead broke, you know, and and so it, my, my, my main focus at the beginning was make as much money as I possibly can and care who I had to push around to get it. Yeah. You know, and then learning how to take other people and develop those people, you know, to make it bigger than what it really has to be. Um, you know, the second thing I would say is just developing good, good integrity and good character. You know, I can thank a couple of really close people to me, my wife being one of them. She smacked me around a lot cause I can be a little rambunctious and a little rowdy about things. So, <laughs> yeah. um, she's kept me pretty straight in there, which has been great. She, you know, um, I've got guys like Heath that's been around me in business that helped me be very self-aware, be, be very honest with myself and make sure that, Hey, when you're, when you're doing something, if you didn't give it all, you got at least be honest enough to say you didn't, you mm-hmm. know? And I say that with, with work, with your kids. I used to tell people all the time, you know, I have these kids at home. When I get home from work, I really didn't want to fool with them a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to get home, relax, take the steam off. Well, my youngest one, she's just like me. She's not going to let that happen. So I've learned that, hey, you know, get, get involved with your kids. Be, have fun with them because they're, yeah. they're there. They're going to be there. It's you true. can let them affect your marriage or be, be a great part of your marriage. And sometimes it gets kind of tough to do. And then from a work side of it, it's just – Get up every day trying to get better. Does that mean I'm perfect? Absolutely not. You know, I always tell people, if you put us on a reality show, we'd, we'd probably cancel our colonial contract. Yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, but I look at it too, and I think about with Robert on on the train. Robert and I can, you know, a lot of people will think that we're all good friends and stuff, and we are. But yet they think we never disagree. He and I will have very heated arguments, disagree where phones may get hung up. Yeah. But in 15 minutes or so, whenever the other one had time to cool off, we come back. All right, you were wrong, or you know, vice versa. So, so that's a nice thing. Absolutely. Right. And I'll tell you the funniest story with that real quick because I know we got to get off here. But was uh, when we first had our first managers meeting d- debacle with with Mike Keller as far as trying to figure out what we were going to do, and we mean you were going back and forth with each other. And Mike looks up and goes, "I think I'm going to go to my office for a minute. Are y'all okay?" And we're like, "Yeah, we're good." And we were right back. Ah, you know. Yeah. So that's just how we do things. You, I think you got to be passionate about you if you believe in something and you stand for it. Go, you know. But it's also surround yourself with people that you'll disagree with Absolutely. and to be able to come to an agreement with. Yeah, I would rather I would much rather have people, you know, a lot of people, especially now, you know, sometimes they don't want to disagree with, with you or myself a lot of times. Like, yeah. come, let's do it. You know, that's, yeah, that's what makes me. everybody grow. So. Hey, go challenge yourself, guys. Challenge yourself. Take a second look at yourself. Where are you personally, professionally? If you want to make a change, you got to do it, and you got to start taking those small steps forward on it. And uh, but Robert, glad to have you, Dave. Thanks for having Hope me. Hope you had fun. I had a blast. Hope it wasn't that big of a, a, a trouble for you. No, it was fun. He just went and picked up his several thousand dollars worth of suits oh, in, really? in his mobile uh, office. We, we and, have to talk about wow. all that. Oh yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, but hey, I look like a slob. So he's ta- taught me into going to see his. The only place you can lady, find so. Ro- the only place you can find Robert is on LinkedIn. He is a non-social media basically guy, but he's mm. got LinkedIn. You can look up Robert Halbert. Um, again, you look me up at Ignorance on Fire at Heath Oaks on Twitter, Ignorance on Fire on Instagram, Facebook, and all of those great things. Chad, we miss you, buddy. Have fun in Italy, and uh, see you soon. Thank you, guys. Second Shotcast at Gmail.